All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of a、uh, hundred books a year with Kevin.、Um, today we're going to do a bonus episode.、Uh, it is the last day of the year, December thirty first, twenty twenty one. I want to do a、uh, year in review.、Um, talk about the book challenge and then give you my top ten books of the year.、Um, those are not in a particular order. Um, I just I was looking on my、uh, Goodreads profile for the year, and I pick out the top ten books. I can、uh, I can probably do like you know like fifteen or twelve, but、uh, I so I keep under ten so that it can be easier for everybody to look at, and then kind of a little bit more condensed. Um, so let's talk about the podcast, right? Um, so this year we crossed uh one hundred books um in. August, right? I I think we started this podcast August last year, so it's been like a year, year and four months.、Um, we are at the season two, we're twenty books in, so totally we're we're roughly about a hundred and a hundred and twenty eight books, roughly.、Um, so in the beginning of this podcast, right?、Um, if you go by the archive,、um, I typically was doing one a day because.、Uh, My job back then, I didn't really require much prep time. Right, I can have just a dedicated eight hours to to like do my job, and then the other eight, it will be you know like walking my dogs and reading and doing a podcast.、Um, and then summer of、uh, this year, I landed a new job in the tech industry. It's a little bit more demanding, so、uh, we kind of break it down to maybe one episode every three four days, hopefully, <laughs> right? And then.、Um, I think we kind of made a switch to、um, making more of a series, right? Like, cause before, I'm always like,、mm, okay, this book is probably going to be good for the podcast, so I kind of like prefer reading that. So what end up happening is I have a lot of like interesting books. Like, say, I have this one right next to the bookshelf called、uh, "In Our Image:、uh, American Empire in Philippines." I bought that I think a year and a half ago, <laughs> right? It's still、um, on my bookshelf. So、um, I I'm going to kind of lean into more of a relaxed attitude, right? And then if if we are able to、um, produce, you know,、uh, day after day or you know like、uh, every three days on a set schedule, great. If not, like I don't mind getting like a maybe like three four days between series while I'm like taking notes and whatnot. And then、uh, deliver the podcast that way, and then、uh, from the listenership perspective, like this year we re- we really took a jump.、Um, we pro we pretty much four x or five x our、um, average listener from a year before. So that's amazing. So I thank you for keep subscribing and keep listening. And、um, for me, right, like、uh, I think last year did did I do this last year? I don't think so. Probably gonna do this on the last day of the year every single year now.、Uh, so in the beginning, I was doing a hundred book challenge, right? And then、uh, for the last couple of years,、um, I didn't make it the first year. I think the second time I made it.、Um, this time around, I just want to bump it up to like two hundred books. And this year, I kind of overdid it. <laughs> this year,、um, with the help of a digital library a subscription, right? Like、uh, I can. Uh, read more. I'm listening to more books, and then I've been a little bit more lenient, if you will, a little bit more ruthless.、Uh, not continuing in a book. So this year, I actually read exactly four hundred books 
um, in 2021, which is a lot, I understand. Uh, I probably finished maybe one book in five, one in six, roughly. Um, and like most people are surprised by the 400 number. Uh, it's, it's, it's really the books that I picked up. It's not really books that I necessarily finished or even like made it to a half, right? The middle point. So um, it's a good number. Uh, I think it's a little high, right? So next year, I'm probably going to be a little bit more uh, selective in what I read. But um, it's great to know that I can hit a number, uh, 365 days, I can hit 400 books, which is insane, right? So uh, definitely, I feel like this number has become a little bit more meaningless. It's definitely like a um, like a, a show-off number, right? Like a, a egotistic number. Say, so, hey, how many books do you read a year? I was like, 400, right? Like, it's just sound like a boss, but I don't really talk about that in like public, right? So anyway, um, so we did great with the podcast this year. We did great with content, I think. Um, it's going to be higher, uh, like higher quality content from uh, this point on, right, next year. So I'm really excited about that. And then uh, we crushed our book challenge. That's always good. So let's let's wrap up today talking about the top books of 2021. I have 10 of them. So the first one, this is the most recent one that I finished. Uh, we're going to do an entire series on this. It's called The Principles of the Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. Um, I think Ray Dalio really cemented his legacy as a probably one of the best business writer or management writer uh, in history with his book. Uh, what was his uh, trilogy, right? Um, Principle for uh, Working Life is, is his first book. And then uh, Principle for Navigating the Big Debt Crisis, that one is amazing. And then this is probably the one that kind of put him over the top, right? So pretty much it talks about how throughout uh, history, you know, he went back to 500 years ago, um, how the world power go up and then, we'll, and then how the world powers crushes down, right? What are the criteria for them? Do you see a cycle? Do you see some pattern recognition there? And how does finance, how does macro fit into that, right? Uh, why, why does the top empire of the whole world, you know, always got the reserve currency, right? Like 500, 500 years ago, it was the Dutch. And now, uh, and, and, and then there was the um, Industrial uh, Revolution. And then we got the UK. And then we got America after World War II. And now, um, according to him, right, America is on the decline. And then China is on the way up. So it really maps out a very clear uh, roadmap, if I may, right? Talking about what exactly might happen. My dogs are playing in the background, so you might hear some uh, squeaky, but um, it's just like I cannot stop this podcast when it's rolling. It's probably the glitches of the app. But anyway, let's just keep going, right? So highly recommend The Principles of a Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. Uh, secondly, I put is uh, Will by Will Smith, his autobiography. Uh, it's just a lot of uh, raw emotion in there. And then um, I recommend this book. You have to listen to it so that you can listen to his na- uh, narration of his life events. He sort of put up on a show with the audiobook, so that's amazing. Uh, number three, we have Think Again by Adam Grant. I'm a big fan of Adam Grant. I pretty much read all of his books, right? My favorite one uh, was uh, Givers and Takers, I think. Uh, so this one, uh, Think Again, it, usually, it talks about how the most brilliant people of 
this world, like their 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 like brilliance or their quote unquote their success is coming from their ability to rethink the issue, right? To to like take in the data, to take in the information and then reprocess, come up with a different solution. That is a really, really hard thing to do. It might sound easy, but we are kind of our human mind is kind of like got get built on over justification, if you may, or uh, we took a stand and then we're trying to defend it, right? So like the middle line kind of like gets blurry. So the ability to think again really, really matters in the way of essentially become a great thinker and become a better thinker than average, right? So the fourth one is The Education of a Value Investor by Guy Spears. Uh, this book completely took me by surprise because I was uh, thinking about getting like a maybe some uh, several mental models in terms of hey like this is something that I want to learn from the probably one of the best value investor of the world right Guy Spears, uh, but in reality what happened was I learned so much about his value investing approach from from like investing and take it and apply it in life, right? So what that means is you are not going to get any like, you know, a stock picking tips in here or you're not going to get any sort of a, um, what's the term? Like how to do uh, evaluations. What you're really going to get from this book is actually something that we talks about a lot in life is how do you approach living, right? How do you approach um, valuing physical pos- uh, possessions and then how do you um, in a sense make sense of the people who are let's say working in finance or are working in tech who wants everything right how do you reconcile with that and how do you pick your own path so it's really a good read number five uh Richer, Wiser and uh, Healthier is by William Green um, I love this book because it is essentially a greatest hit book on the world's greatest investors and how they think. So um, I learned so much from this book and it, they don't just talk about like Charlie Munger or and then they really talk about some some like less well-known people. For example, one of my favorite characters of the book, I think I did a podcast on this, it's called uh, John uh, Simpleton. Um, he was uh, very religious and he also like trying to do his own thing, right? He's trying to figure out what was the conventional wisdom and he's trying to go against it. I think that is a really good read, right? Richer, Wiser, and Healthier by William Green. Number six, uh, everything should read this. Uh, everybody should read this book. It's called The Price of Tomorrow by Jeff Booth. So this book talks about how we live in a deflationary environment and really what are the the driving forces of that and what are the dangers of that and how can we as a society adapt to it, right? Like pretty much trying to accept it as a fact and then move on. Because if we want technology to improve our lives, then we have to be constantly battling this deficitary forces, right? And government hates deficitary force because that means you can buy more things with less money. That means the uh, uh, economies are not progressing as fast but that might be the reality that we're dealing with as we progress faster and faster move along the tech front right so definitely a must read for everybody number seven 
uh, Noise by uh, Danny Kahneman. Uh, I'm a huge fan of behavioral psychologists. And then I feel like Danny Kahneman is the OG in that field. He's the godfather of uh, behavioral finance, right? So in this book, it talks about noise, right? So we typically learn a lot about our psychological biases through psychology, right? We all heard about the slippery slope, right? The sunk cost fallacy. Those are all great. Like those are all worked out within psychology. But Danny brought up that we don't really talk about noise within our decision making. I still remember the example. I think I did a couple podcasts on this subject, right? A judge might give a harsher sentence when they were hangry, right? When they was, uh, you know, a closing in to recess, and a judge might give a lighter sentence. Let's say the local football game, like the local football team won the game last last Sunday, right? So you see this entire human noise within the decision making, and then those are really costly because of the fact that, let's say. Somebody who committed some petty crime, right? Like it would be totally different if he has the first trial day of the uh the first trial time slot, right? Then let's say towards the end of the day or towards the lunchtime, because he might get a variation of of a few years in prison and then to maybe a longer time in prison, and then that's really sad because those are really like a lot of human costs is associated with that, right? So noise is definitely a good book to read next year. Number eight, I have B two point zero uh, B E. Uh, so that is by Jim Collins. So this is an update of his previous book. I think the last book was published in nineteen ninety nine. It's one of his first books before he do uh before he wrote like Good to a Great right Build the Last those trilogies. So B is really talking about the entrepreneurial spirit right. Like what kind of a leader. Or how do you build like a good quality within the company? How do you build a good work culture within a company as well? So definitely love that book. Number nine, this uh this is a trilogy, uh the Lyndon Johnson uh trilogy. I finished all three books. I I think it took me a few months to read all of them. Um, I did not read them back to back to back, but it is a very very good book. By um Robert Carroll, my favorite one is probably the Master of the Senate, the second book, because he, um Robert he talks about the entire history of the Senate, right? Like from the, um early American, uh you know uh during the uh, colonial ages till, um like the eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds until now, and it's really an uh, inspiring read, and then Lyndon uh, Lyndon Johnson, I believe is. Is is a little bit more underrated for his accomplishment, either in、uh, civil rights or in other areas. And then, think about it, right? He was literally a country boy.、Like、he's from the Texas Hill Country. Like when he moved out of there, like there,、uh, there were no uh no uh running water or no toilet or no uh electricity power, right? And then he rose up to become the president of the U of the United States. So it's really a good inspiring story. Number ten. The last one is、uh, "Working Backwards" by、uh, Colin Breyer. So this one, I think we did a series on this too, where、um, they talk about the Amazon business model, right? How does Amazon operate in the U.S.? And my favorite takeaway of this, right, is they have a thing called a two pizza team, right? So if you have a team that cannot be fed by two pizzas, then it's too big, and 
essentially, my biggest takeaway from this book is they are running a gigantic company, a very successful company, as tens or hundreds of different startups within a company. Right, Kindle might be a department. Uh, Alexa might be a bigger department. Right, uh, you know, a Whole Food might be a different department. Prime membership might be a different department. So it's really interesting to read that book and then kind of understand how we can take that kind of a management model. Like it's not every day that everybody can work for a startup. Some uh, somebody might want to work for a bigger company, but it's possible to kind of model the management style from for a bigger company like Amazon because they're doing it right now, right? And then like a, there's a different thing that I really love about like say. Uh, the one pager or the uh, three pager or the six pager, right? Um, so before a very very uh big meeting, like they have the one pagers or the six pagers all written up, and then the first twenty minutes is just reading time, and then they can have a higher level conversation about this topic, right? I think it's genius. So that's it, right? That's my uh, top ten list. I'm going to、uh, put all of them in the show notes for you guys. And then,、um, yeah, I feel like twenty twenty one we did great as a podcast. I personally read more more books than I can imagine. And then、uh, next year we're gonna hit the ground running again. We will finish the、uh, Daily Laws series. I still have a few episodes left, and we're gonna dive into、um, the principles of、uh, adapting to the changing world order by Ray Dalio. All right, guys.、Uh, happy New Year's, and then、uh, we'll talk to you guys next year. All right, bye.